0: Cascade Hoops Talk bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Morning Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. Hey, like and subscribe this podcast. As I said before, I don't know anything about that stuff. But everybody tells me it has to be done and it'll help a lot, so I appreciate it. Hey, today we're going to have Eddie Alexander. He's the head men's basketball coach, Bushnell University down in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Bushnell has been a proud basketball program for a long time. They're relatively recent to the NAI. We're going to talk to Eddie about that. But Eddie has went out and done some great recruiting. Kind of, uh, He has a pretty good core and he's built uh, with some great transfers. That program now has two of the top high school basketball players at the 6a le- level out of oregon uh, over the past few years yet he now has some of the best players out of tiger high school to high school and jefferson high school some of the best uh, basketball in the state so i think i'd look for bushnell to be good this year you take these transfers add them into the core they'll definitely be a team to be reckoned with coach alexander is a very very nice guy i really like him uh, his teams always play really hard and i i I respect that very much. So, hey, why don't we give a listen to Coach Eddie Alexander, Bushnell University. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got Eddie Alexander, head men's basketball coach at Bushnell University, just down in Eugene from here. How you doing, Eddie? Thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah, I'm doing great, Bill. Thank you for having me.
0: The program at Bushnell, it's a new name, Bushnell. You just changed the name of the school a couple years ago, but it uh, uh, was Northwest Christian for years and years it's been in the nai and you might correct me maybe 10 12 i might have that wrong but it's close it,
1: to 15 15
0: about, yeah. but there's a there's a long basketball history at that school and now you're building an nai program talk about a little bit about the uh, basketball history there in eugene and what kind of program what are, what program are you building what is the ideal program for you there in eugene
1: yeah, first of all, the the history is is pretty tremendous here at Bushnell. We've won like eight national championships at the small college level, and um, and we had a tremendous coach here. For um, he was here on two different stints, about 30 years. A coach Dave Lip, um, who our courts named after, and um, so our our basketball heritage, our traditions here for basketball are are, are many, and uh, there's a lot of alumni um, that come out of the woodwork during basketball season mm-hmm. and whether they shoot me a message or an email or, or something, the support's tremendous. And so in taking over the program, I guess it was May of 2018, um, you know, I wanted to kind of get back to our roots and rebuilding the culture. Um, it, it, was a, it was a rough year that previous year mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty broken, the culture was. And so just trying to rebuild the program um, the right way and, and doing things, um, you know, from the inside out and not just trying to um, bring in guys from the outside um, to impact us right away, but try to build a core group. And and so we had some good success that first year. um, And then that second year we decided decided to really recruit young and signed a bunch of freshmen, um, you know, which two of those guys are, are still a part of our core today. So rebuilding that and building a culture of, you know, a family environment, um, to where we deal with all the hard stuff right out in the open. And, and then we also stick together and come together um, through adversity and um, and then sharing our, each other's successes and, is the mentality that we really want to have.
0: You know, whenever I talk to Colby Blaine, I always uh, talk about his fans there and how I always feel welcome there. You know, Bushnell is that type of environment, too you know, a former coach there. I went to high school or grade school with his son, his, his dad. Uh, So that kind of helped, but I've got to know a lot of people there and it's, it's really a, it's really a nice environment. I mean, obviously when they throw the ball up, I mean, it all bets are off Eddie, but uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good environment to go to a game in.
1: It is, you know, and um, you know, with COVID and stuff, obviously that really changed for us. It really slowed things down here in Lane County. Um, But Getting back to that a little bit started showing a little bit more of our fan base getting back towards the end of last year as things started to loosen up a little bit. Um, So we really expect this year to be the environment that we envision. Um, And I know that you, with those OIT fans coming over, um, always bring a a good group of people also, which makes for a great environment.
0: Our main concern is that you guys have a good box office. That's primarily why so many show up. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's one of the most, I, I think it's the mo- in, most inexpensive place in, in the conference.
0: Well, NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America. I don't know if I've ever said that, but uh, you know
1: what? Yeah, I, I, th- I think I've heard it a few times.
0: <laughs> you know, Eddie, while we're talking about Bushnell, your school is always the one, I use it as an example. I know we went to 28 games now in the NAI and uh, Northwest University played, uh, or Northwest Christian played Oregon Tech in Southern Oregon. And a lot of NAI schools, as they work their way into the NAI, what I worry about with going to 28 games is that some of those opportunities for schools that want to reach the NAI are going to dissipate quickly.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I mean, it's really limited our scheduling um, and with the need to really make sure your non-conference scheduling is is on point. Right. um, You know, we were able to pick up Really good four solid games this year. Um, a couple of return games with uh, Portland Bible and and Willamette that uh, we were fulfilling this year. But outside of that, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be tough for us to um, to be able to do that same type of a favor for other schools looking to grow. Um, and so. That's difficult for us. We weren't happy about it. We we actually were against that. And um, even though I know the concept was to help save money, I mean, we travel everywhere we go. Our conference is super spread out. Yeah. So, um, But, you know, we, we knew that the benefit with being able to play 30 games was a big deal for us and, and hoping to be able to, um, you know, get play, uh, teams to come to Eugene and, and stuff. So, you know, we, we find ourselves having to travel a lot for our non-conference.
0: Yeah, and it's going to – I think it's, you know, every strength of schedule is such a big deal now. So, and it's not going to get better. It's mm-hmm. going to get harder. You've kind of uh, rolled the roster. I don't know if that's the right thing, but you're going to have a lot of new guys this year. Uh, but you have a couple of graduates, guys have moved on that really meant a lot to the program. You know, I want you to talk about them. Logan Sand uh, out of, uh, I think he's out of Baker. Uh, he and his brother came over. I mean, Logan just really meant the world getting that program kick started.
1: You know, um, Logan and Caden's dad, um, Matt Sand, is in our Basketball Hall of Fame here at the university. And um, so Logan took a gap year coming out of high school. Then he he, uh, went over to Eastern Oregon and and redshirted and then came over to us and um, had to sit out that first year um, to get academically right. You know, he's been the one guy that I can really have, I can say, point out that he was here, you know, good, solid four years with us and um just grew up and and grew up within our program as every year we look to change something to um get us closer to the culture that we've been trying to develop and and logan's been a big part of that i mean his passion his heart on the court he wears it on his sleeve and he was always the hardest worker in practice um and always the hardest worker in the games, and And so just to watch his maturity and and grow up within our program and um, for him to have the success of being able to accomplish um, and get his four year degree uh, from where he started uh, has been meant the world to us as a program and um, to my and and Logan's personal relationship, too. So um, he's been tremendous.
0: Yeah, and he was a great free-throw shooter. I love a good free-throw shooter. <laughs> and then Nico Wolf, he graduated, he moved on. He was also a great free-throw shooter. So, uh, you know, a couple of really important guys to your program in the last few years.
1: Yeah, Nico came to us from an uh, a extended family referral. Um, and so, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he came down from Lynn Bitton. He's originally from Maryland. And um, he brought some size, much-needed size, to our program when we we really were lacking in any length. Um, And so really appreciated the hard work that he did over the last um, three years with us. Um, And, yeah, I was really happy that he he was able to get his degree this last year and moved on and started um, working on his uh, uh, master's degree also.
0: Oh, good. Congratulations, Nico. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad those glad to hear those guys are doing well. You know, I want to talk about your core coming back. We're going to, uh, but Eddie, I'm going to ask you a question. You know, last year, it wasn't a year that you wasn't the year you were expecting. Uh, you, You struggled a bit more than you expected coming into this season. What holes, what was it that you said this season we need to go get and what, what was you, what were you looking for?
1: You know, last year we went into it with, um, surprisingly, kind of caught us off guard last minute with a couple guys that weren't eligible. Um, So we had to work through that. And, um, and obviously, you know, having to forfeit three games for COVID. And yeah. we played four to six games the entire year with our roster. So we never really got to see how good we could be with our entire roster. Um, so that was really difficult. So those, those challenges and that, those, that adversity, you know, forced us to take a step back and, and we didn't end up where we wanted to be. And so, you know, to answer your question about the gaps that we needed to fill and stuff, you know, we really focused on making sure uh, we were academically solid. Um, that was really big for us. It's mm-hmm. been a part of what we've been trying to develop here in and, and raising our team GPA, which uh, last two years we've been over a three-point. Um, and I can't remember when the last time our program was as an entirety over a three-point. It's, it's been several years since before I was the head coach. Um, and so bringing that up, Um, and focusing on our guys being student athletes um, was extremely important. And and then, you know, you're not just recruiting guys that can get it done in the classroom. Then they got to be able to get it done on the court too. And so um, we needed some size. Um, this year, um, obviously, we we had red-shirted uh, Spencer Hoffman, um, who's you know close to six eleven, um, so he he'll, he'll be playing this year. And then we went out and got some size with a with a transfer in Colton Martin, um, a freshman who we expect to be an impact six um, seven Corey Johnson, and and then added to our depth with that. So that's been those those are the two things that we've really had to focus on.
0: Yeah, you know, I thought last season I'd like. A- You know, coaches get on me because I always bring up the obvious or bring up bad memories, but I thought last season, (laughs) the turning point, not only for your team, but in the cascade conference, when you had college Idaho beat there in Eugene, you had them beat and they somehow got the ball up court anyway. They were able to tie the game, get it to overtime. They took the momentum in and beat. I thought that that was a turning point for your team. I thought it took a lot of steam out of you guys, and then College of Idaho just rose up and just roared after that, and and just worked their way through the conference. Do you what do you what do you remember about that game and after?
1: <laughs> well, I, I did my best to forget about it <laughs> um, <laughs> as much as possible. So so I'm going to try not to to say that I remember much of it because I think I've done a great job of forgetting it. Um, Yeah, it was tough to lose that in overtime. Mind you, it was probably three, four weeks earlier that we had done the exact same thing and losing to Carroll College here at home, um, which, you know, they were the number five team in the country, and we went into overtime and and lost that game in overtime. So we had a couple of backbreakers, and we, you know, That game against Carroll, we actually had all but, like, one of our main guys. And so – and losing that game really hurt us. And and we went on a – we didn't play well coming out of that. Uh Um, And so that that really kind of set us back. And then as we were starting to kind of fix ourselves and get some of our guys eligible and back on the court, kind of the second half of the um, season, um, to lose that backbreaker – right before we had a bunch more guys um against C of i, again that just didn't settle well and then we just fly, fell flat on our face the next night against eastern Oregon and, and didn't even compete. So um that was a struggle. It was a tough weekend and then coming out of that three straight forfeits because of COVID. So right. it just really kinda of broke our back. And and that um unfortunately that those are the things that happen that you can't control and you know we tell our guys all the time to control the controllables and and um do the best we possibly can and and we struggled with that towards the end of the season last year but um but i think we're better for it coming into this year
0: okay well uh, i'm sure you're you're very very thrilled i brought that memory but i thought that was kind of a turning point (laughs) i had forgotten about that carol loss yeah you had them too You know, you do – I don't want the fans at Bushnell University to despair because you've got a pretty good core coming back, one of the best scorers in Oregon high school history, Stevie Schleyback. He's out of Tigard, uh, 18 points, four rebounds, uh, really a tough guy to guard. He's kind of a traditional wingman, excellent shooter. He can penetrate. Talk about Stevie's game.
1: Yeah, the biggest part of Stevie's game is um, he's – you know, we just tell guys he's just a straight bucket. And, you know, we have recruits come in and, and they get an open gym with Stevie and they're like, oh, I want that guy, he, you, you know, because I know what his stats are and I want to guard him. He doesn't look like I can, you know, he can beat me. And then Stevie just gets a bucket on him every single time down the court and they can't figure <laughs> out a way to guard him. And, um, you know, it's he's just super smart. He's got this natural talent, this gift that God gave him that um, he just knows how to score and it's an innate thing that that i can't even explain myself i get to watch it every day in practice and i still can't describe it i mean it doesn't matter who's guarding him if we put the big if a big guy's guarding him a little guy just doesn't matter he takes advantage of whatever they give him offensively and and so stevie's a special talent but the biggest thing with stevie to be honest with you going into this year is that he had to he had to get stronger Mm -hmm. um he had to change his body and 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 um and so he went to work this offseason and i couldn't be prouder of him i mean he he slimmed down um he put on some muscle and um and so he's going to be even better this year and and so um i look for him not really necessarily to increase in his scoring um just to increase in his all-around game even defensively too so um which is just going to make us that much more of a of a solid team i think
0: yeah that's good to hear that he put in that work you know sometimes for the guys that are uh, you know excelling at scoring lots of times they don't don't put in that work but the guys who do are the ones who have great careers so that's good to hear he did that and then you bring back uh logan's brother caden sand he's a junior out of baker last season 11 points four rebounds he's long athletic he can play anywhere on the court i mean he's got a high motor wow i mean he can really light it up
1: yeah, Caden's a special talent, just super athletic and um so he's been really working on his mental game this year and um and we expect some tremendous things out of him. He's he's a difficult guard for most anybody. Um he's he's really improved in his ball handling skills, so he's he's a much better ball handler than he has been. Um and his athleticism is just off the charts. I mean, I didn't know you could jump higher um, Than he did his freshman and sophomore year, but it's just he's 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 continued to grow. He's he's grown like an inch inch and a half since he wow. got into college. So, you know, he was like 6'4 and a half coming in. He's about 6'6 six, six now. And um, he's gotten stronger in the weight room. Um, his leaping ability has increased tremendously. And, and so I just I just remember his very first game in college trying to dunk from the free throw line and getting rim checked against uh, Lewis and Clark State. Um, and, you know, we as coaches just kind of looked at each other and go, wow, we've got some, <laughs> even though we missed it, we've got some talent here. So uh, we were pretty excited about to see the growth of, of Caden and and um, I think once he wraps his mind around the mental aspect of the game for himself, um, sky's the limit with his potential.
0: Oh yeah, he's definitely not afraid to attack the rim. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've seen that. He goes, I love <laughs> well, a guy who'll go to the rim. Yeah, I, I love a guy who'll do that. He's fearless. Um, you know, uh, you already talked about. You brought up uh, Spencer Hoffman, six foot eleven, redshirted last season. Uh, he's going to be really important for you guys.
1: Yeah, Spencer, um, I've known Spencer for quite some time. You know, he he went to school here in Eugene um, in high school, three years over at Marist High School and then graduated from um, uh, Churchill High School and, um, you know, went to prep school for a year, um, ended up over at Colorado Christian. uh, But even during those three, four years out of high school, he and I would randomly just touch base with one another and so um to have Spence um here in our program for three years um but yet being able to play these last two seasons with um his eligibility we're just super excited to have him he's not only is he just a phenomenal talent on the court but but he's just a great person um and he's an excellent student in the classroom um and he's just really um becoming a a really solid leader within our team and um you know, we haven't voted on team captains yet, and, and our team gets to select team captains. And, and so um, I'd be kind of surprised if Spence wasn't one of our team camp- captains because he's just naturally taken on a leadership role, um, and he really has the, the ear of the team. And, and plus he's going to be one of the, um, I would suggest, probably one of the top big men in, in conference along with a couple others, you know, from a few of our opponents that they are out there. But um, Spence is going to be a huge part for, of what we do this year.
0: A guy, uh, a guy you recruited, was a freshman last year, Luke Smith, coming back, known throughout the state of Oregon as a shooter. He struggled a little bit from the three last season, uh, but tell, tell us what we can expect from Luke this season.
1: Well, Luke's a guy that's just, he's a workaholic when it comes to his game, and um, he's put a lot of time in the weight room. He was already very strong, uh, but has continued to, got, to get stronger. Pound for pound, one of the strongest guys on the team um, by far, even, even as a sophomore um Luke's shooting range, he's really increased his ability to stretch the floor even further. And you know, and I challenged him because, you know, coming out of high school, um, unfortunately he was probably the main and only go to guy on his high school roster. And, you know, leading the state in scoring his junior year and then falling off a little bit his senior year as he saw a lot of double teams. Um, you know, Luke just had to stretch his game out and um he's pretty deadly in practice from, you know, 30 feet and in so being able to stretch the floor that far uh, with his range um, and then you know if somebody comes up and tries to get up close to him he's strong enough to just get all the way to the basket and um, and so his game is is expanded you know and we expect you know Luke to kind of step up and not have a sophomore slump but just to increase in that uh, we know the percentages are gonna to balance out. We're not really yeah, worried about that. We exactly. just try to get him to shoot the ball more. So if we can get him to shoot the ball even more, we'll be we'll be more dangerous.
0: I always find it's really tough for you know we had the the one season without fans that doesn't count. I think I've always say that first for a freshman to come in that first time through the Cascade Conference on the road is just brutal. I don't think I don't think guys really understand what it's about until they make that that tour through once.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It's 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 huge. I'm, I'm, I just wanted to comment on that real quick a it, it, it prime example. Prime example: We went to NNU last season, exhibition game, uh, Northwest Nazarene, and and Luke goes in the game and uh, coming off the bench scores 25 points, um, has a phenomenal game. Um, we, that game was super close. Again, another overtime game that we lost <laughs> yeah. last year. Um, you know, after the game, I was really proud of Luke. He had had a great game, and I was explaining that to him. I said, "Like, look, now you're going to be on everybody's scouting reports <laughs> yeah. And you know, he he he. He understood that, but, you know, until he experienced it, he didn't get it and so going through the cascade conference this last year as the first time and and now he's on everybody's scouting report too he couldn't sneak up on anybody you know he 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 learned what that felt like and so you're right exactly right if, unless you've been through the CCC one one full cycle you don't really know what you're gonna experience and and now that he does that's where that growth and that step forward can really happen for him <laughs>
0: you really I've seen that so many times when a kid comes out and people don't realize just how good they can shoot they're a freshman or they're just new to the league or something, and they'll just light somebody up. And then the next night, the next night they'll have like three points or something. And I always say you only get that once <laughs> in the NAI, dude. I mean, you ain't get this is not All high right. school. They're not going to let you do yep. that to them again. You know, you mentioned you mentioned your your transfers, and these are going to be really key for you. I want you to just talk a little bit about you know one guy from Jefferson, uh, Trayvon Richmond. He played at PCC, had a great career there. And then another guy that probably give you some should give you some good minutes. He played over at North Idaho, Aaron Von Bruck. Can you talk about those guys?
1: Yeah, Trayvon is um, he, out of high school. He went to Bellevue Community College, played there for a year. And COVID happened, and he um, came home to Portland and, and um, played at PCC the last two years. And and, and Trey is, um, you know, he's quiet. He's a quiet kid. And so we've been getting trying to push him to get out of his shell a little bit. Um, small guy, but extremely talented. Um, very quick and shifty with the basketball. Um, great ball handler. Excellent passer. Um, can't emphasize that enough and um, and obviously can score I mean he's averaged what 18 19 a game mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. uh, um, so uh, he, he definitely can score but he's not a score first point guard so uh, at least he hasn't been that since he's been here he's he's really been great at setting guys up and and looking to make his team better so we're excited about Trey um Aaron's a, another talented wing, um, just with a tremendous amount of athleticism, similar to Caden San. Um, he's long. Um, you know, Aaron's got goals to be one of the best defenders in conference. He he really loves to get after it on the defensive end. Um, knows how to run the floor very well, and and um, we expect Aaron's athleticism to you know as he matures to to really impact the game significantly for us.
0: And then a couple other guys that have. Uh, proven themselves in, at the college level. Colton Martin, he played at uh, Hawaii Pacific, and then Alexis Angeles. I think this is a guy you tried to recruit before. He played at St. Martin's at and uh, Lower Columbia. Uh, those guys should be able to contribute right away.
1: Yeah, Alexis, um, again coming out of high school in Oregon, Swalton High School, one of the state's leading scorer, one of the state's leading scores at that time, and um, just graduated from Portland State. Um, he's got two years of eligibility with a red shirt and a COVID year, and he's going in a two years master's program with us. And, and same with Colton Martin, who played four years at um, Hawaii Pacific. Um, he's got two years eligibility. Uh, with a red shirt and COVID year, and he's going to get his master's degree. And, and both of these gentlemen um, have a tremendous amount of college experience. Um, they both know how to um, play um, the game the right way. Very mature individuals on the court. Also a couple great leaders. And uh, we expect big things out of both of them. We, they're going to both make an in- immediate impact for our program.
0: You know, I have a question for you. I was debating this with a friend of mine the other night. Your location there in Eugene next to the University of Oregon for recruiting and for fans, is it is it a blessing or a curse?
1: Both. <laughs> okay. Definitely both. So
0: nobody wins uh, this the argument. Bless-
1: yeah, it's it's um the blessing is that, you know, there's so much to do. Yeah. Um and good and bad, unfortunately, but focused on the good. Um, there's some great things to do, and, you know, we get some open runs during the summer sometimes with our U of o counterparts, and, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're in our gym or we get invited to go over and, and play with them, so our guys get to experience those things, uh, which are really cool. Um, and And then, you know, obviously, you know, U of O football is really huge. We don't have a football program at our university. And so that's just, that's always a really big thing during this time of the year for, for our guys and and our program. Um, And then the the curse is just that, you know, sometimes there's a Saturday night football game and we're at home playing a basketball game and it's sparse because everybody's at the football game, you know? So we're competing against the U of O sometimes too, um, in regards to our fan base and, and stuff. So there's, there's the blessings and the curse, right? So it's the good and the bad. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, these are really good challenges, and, and we think that the opportunities that get presented to us, um, being next to the University of Oregon, far outweigh the negatives. And, um, you know, developing coach uh, relationships with some of the coaches over at U of O and stuff has been yeah. fantastic, and, and um, hopefully will continue to, to pay off in the long run for our guys and, and those experiences that they get to have.
0: Eddie, does the Register Guard give you guys any ink?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Is there much ink anymore? Is it or is it all online? You know.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sixty six. I'm showing my age there. But do they do they, do they cover um, your games or or? Yeah, do they cover your games? Very rarely. Yeah.
1: Very rarely, and the only reason why I say that is, you know, they they will come out when we're winning, right? We right. haven't won a lot in the last couple of years, and so you know, um, they were out here a little bit my first year. You know, we beat the number one team in the country that year when CFI was number one, and right? So we got we got some coverage and stuff then, right? But since then, as we've been rebuilding, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that we've we've heard a lot from them, unfortunately.
0: Well, you're loaded back up. You're going to be back winning soon. There's only one game during the year where I'm going to stand behind the bench, and or two, I guess, and cheer <laughs> against you. But uh, I really like your program. I like what you've done. I cannot wait. we got to mention Eddie, Eddie's team, uh, Bushnell, agreed to be part of uh, the C- Crossroads Cascade Classic. We're going to go out to Indiana next month, uh, play two teams from the, from the Crossroads League. Eddie, how excited are you for that?
1: Very excited. Uh, It's going to be an honor to be able to play against Bethel and Grace, um, to play in that facility there at Grace College. Uh, We're really looking forward to that. It's going to be a great trip for us. Um, I know that OIT is taking advantage of the trip and playing Indiana Wesleyan also um, on that road trip. So, you know, we're rooting for them, hoping that they have a great showing out there. Um, And I know that they'll be rooting for us, hoping that we have a great showing too, just because, you know, Mm -hmm. even though we're Conference foes, we you always want to see your conference do well in those non-conference games, and, and so um, it'll be great. We have some family members um, within our team that, that plan on making the trip to Indiana, so we're excited about that. Um, it, should be, it should be fun. We won't be the only fans there, hopefully, on our bench. We'll actually have a few others, we hope. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to the trip. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great experience. We're going to be able to battle who we believe in grace is going to be a top-five team in the country um, at that time. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a battle for us and a great experience, but we're looking forward to it.
0: Is there any better motivation in the world than in these early practices to say we got to get on the horse now because we're not going to go out to Indiana and lay an egg? I I just I couldn't imagine the intensity right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We've 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 had a few injuries already. Um, just because our guys are going so hard not that anything that's keeping anybody out long term and so but just our guys have been really getting after it Um, this being our start of our third week third full week of practice you know the intensity level has been really high Uh, we've kind of split up some of our guys a little bit this week just in regards to our blue whites and you know guys are starting to see the hierarchy within the team develop and roles starting to take form and And the competition's getting pretty up there, and and um, yeah, so we're we're excited about that. The culture shift has happened here thus far, and we're really excited about that. And the work ethic um, that these guys are putting on the together on the floor is tremendous, more so than any other team I've ever coached. So um, I say that cautiously because it can always change. But as a coach, I'm I'm excited to see what we're seeing, and and. Um, and the hard work is is paying off. So excited for that trip, Bill. Really excited for it.
0: Well, anybody who's in that whole entire Eugene metro area, if you enjoy basketball and you don't want to break the bank, head out to uh, uh, Bushnell University. It's easy to park. It's right there by U of O. Uh, the admission is very, very reasonable, and it's a double header. And uh, Bushnell University always has a competitive women's program as well. So go take advantage of that. You don't have to break the bank. It's a great night. It's a really, really fun evening. So get out there. Eddie puts a great team on the floor. They're going to play hard. Uh, no team's going to win every night, but I guarantee you they're going to play hard every night. So everybody get out there and watch this team.
1: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the plug. And, and um, yeah, I would I would encourage people to come out and, and check it out because it's uh, I didn't know growing up in Eugene myself uh, <laughs> that the school was here. And so, you know, as I got older and kind of figured that out, I was like, wow, there's this bas- college basketball team over here that I haven't heard of. And that's how I met Coach Lip and got to see this team, his team's play. And I was like, wow, these guys are really good. So um, it's fun to be at this level.
0: Well, that's Eddie Alexander. He's the heads men's basketball coach, Bushnell University. Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time to be on.
1: Thanks, Bill. And I look forward to seeing you in Indiana.
0: Very soon. It's coming fast. Thanks a lot, Eddie. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you very much to Coach Eddie Alexander and Bushnell University program there. I uh, really appreciate him taking the time. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. I'd appreciate it. And go out and support your local NAI program. Go out and see just how good this basketball is. And remember, you don't you don't have to go get a bank loan. You're not going to have to give up dinner at Applebee's because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.